0: Welcome everyone. Good evening. Mm-hmm. So today is the codice and uh disappearance day of Gorkash Babaji So as I mentioned, I believe it was yesterday, we'd have some discussion about um, life and significance of Gorkeshurdas Bhaji Maharajti Bhama Babaji Maharaj. Gijay. So we're familiar a little bit with Gora Kishordas Babaji Maharaj um, we've heard from our Guru Parampara from the disciples of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, and um, that said there are any number of different historical perspectives or opinions on the uh, on the Maharaj Um, and uh, I would uh, say, different uh, uh, sectarian perspectives, one of which which all have in common one thing, that they want to be identified with Gorgasho or Das mar so I guess that can't be too bad, whether it's however accurate they are or, or not. Um, but there is some controversy surrounding his uh, Formal affiliations, uh, what is his lineage? Who was his initiating guru? Who did he initiate? Um, and uh, and so forth. Um, and it would appear from anything that uh, has been, much of what has been said about him, that um, as much as persons are concerned with those things, is the extent to which he was not as very concerned um, with them not to say that Guru Parampara wasn't important or that he didn't have guru figures in his life he did he had a number of guru figures um, in his life um, but as a spiritual uh, figure of uh, considerable uh, renown he really transcended sectarian um, perspectives and and represented the kind of universal the, uh, merciful dispensation that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's um, advent is, is about. And so, um, that said, I'll, I'll cite a few things that I've heard and uh, I'm going to draw a little bit also from a secular book in which he's mentioned, um, a secular book written some years ago, about um, crazy saints of Bengal. <laughs> and uh, he was uh, honored in the book, chapter chapter about Babaji Maharaj. So there may be some objectivity there that we can draw f- from, and there may be some lack of it as well, um, because as much as the scholarly approach attempts to be objective, Um, without some subjective involvement, you may miss some points (laughs) also. So, at any rate, we know that um, he was born in Bengal, and uh, he appeared in the world in a Vaisha family, which is uh, a significant point. It's not uh, unique uh, to the lineage that uh, some of its greatest... Uh, uh, charges, we're not born in Brahmin families but um, there are people uh, to this day that are so much um, attached I want to say I, I guess to uh, Varnashram considerations that they make a case that only Brahmins within the Vaishnav born Brahmins within the Vaishnav lineage can serve in the capacity of verse. I don't know how they could miss such examples as Gora Kishardas Babaji Maharaj, as Nauts and mm, um, as um, our own Guru Maharaj, Esi Bhaktivedanta Swami, uh, Prabhupada, Bhaktivedanta Takwar. Mm, a few good examples. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gor Kishor Das Bhavji, being one of them, so born in the Vaishya Vaish family, in a, in a, from all up, uh, uh, that can be gathered, he lived a normal life as a householder until the age of 29. Hmm. Whether he had children or not is unknown to me, but at the age of 29, his wife passed away, and. Um, As you could imagine, that is a significant event in a young man's life, and um, apparently he responded to that by way of taking to the path of um, renunciation and entering into, uh, either entering into or more fully entering into Gaudiya Vaishnavism. It would seem that he was... From Bengal, from the Vaishya family, and connected, to, uh, at least in the broad sense, to uh, Gaudi Vaishnavas. We may have had a Kula guru, a, a, a family guru, who was even a Vaishnav, and some people may, may want to emphasize that connection. Perhaps that's where uh, the idea that he comes from, the way to Paribara comes from, and people from that side championing that and so forth. Um, but at any rate, at 29, he he became um, much more observably in, involved in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and um, with that, his life and how he conducted himself in the world changed considerably. Um, and we know him or about him largely in terms of that uh, change. Um, he uh, went to Vrindavan, he lived many years in Vrindavan, uh, associating with different uh, devotees there. Um, some say he was initiated in some respects, or in some sense, from Jagannath Das Babaji, who was, in, I believe, in Nityananda Paribhar. Some uh, are adamantly opposed to that idea um as i say, there are differences of opinions um but i think it's um accepted by all that he accepted uh, uh the, re- the renounced uh, dress and uh formally entered into some uh, uh, Godia form of renunciation under the uh, uh auspices uh, with the blessing of uh, i think Bhagwat das uh, Babaji, so it was a Babaji that played a significant part in his life. I don't know the, the lineage of Bhagavata's Babaji. He I, I, I could probably be looked up. But but at any rate, um, he very, seemed to very quickly take to a renounced uh, posture upon the passing of his wife, and uh, a life of full absorption um, throughout the day, and all the waking hours in... Uh, In um, Krishna Bhajan, and at a certain point, uh, someone, some say it was Jagannath Das Babaji, told him to go to Navadweep and uh, leave the Braj and go to Navadweep and end out his his life um, there. And it is the stories about him, I believe, in Navadweep that are most uh, famous. So uh, by that time, in his life, he had um, started to, uh, uh, at least at that time, I want to say, he had started to um, appear ob- ob- very oblivious to external considerations and conducted himself externally in ways that corresponded with his invisible, internal, deep uh, absorption in, in Krishna consciousness. Um Uh, So, you know, for example, what what might be called called as madness or eccentricity included things like um, wearing a simple cloth in the least, um, if not uh, collecting cloth that was left in the cremation grounds that were uh, left after people were cremated. (laughs) Um, That's not exactly the... uh, dress according to the Hari Bhakti Vilas. <laughs> as much as you want to make him a formal, you know, he had a formal, are di- like this formal diksha lineage. He followed all this, the standards, you know, of the formalities and so forth. Well, it's very apparent that they're just one example that, that was not quite his uh, persona. Um, and uh, uh, he wore a hat, which was his, his begging bowl, he had a bowl for begging rice and he wore it as a hat <laughs> or carried it on his head. Um, he would only he had three uh, women friends in uh, in, uh, in Navadweep and it was only from them three three mothers it was Barama, Mejama, Chotama and uh, only from their hands would he eat uh, cooked rice and more often than not he didn't eat anything cooked. Um, um, but would eat rice soaked in water, or mung dal soaked in Ganges water, or just Ganges mud from the bank of the Ganges. So uh, his uh, uh, formal habits for eating were quite ex- extraordinary. Uh, um, McDaniels, Jim McDaniels, a scholar I mentioned, wrote a book in which he, a chapter about him is found. A brief chapter, cites a um, a eyewitness account of his uh, cooking um, that involved him being seen by one Rani sitting down underneath a tree, have, acquiring an eggplant from the market, sitting down underneath the tree, cutting the eggplant in half, uh, uh, washing it in... Ganges, or Jamuna water, I think it was the mother in Bengal, in the Ganges, water, and offering, putting a Tulsi leaf on each half, and then um, um, saying, I don't know how to cook this, please eat it. <laughs> yeah. That was his offering. And then he would chant, Ha Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Ha Goranga, Ha Goranga." He had a small, apparently a small deity of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would he carry with him, so it was to the deity that he this is how he made the offering again. Not uh, exactly like it's described in hari bhakti Vilas that the offerings should be made, but exactly how they should be made, with, uh, with the kind of feeling that transcended the formalities, right? Um, uh, that are meant to bring us to that kind of a feeling. Hmm? And uh, as the the eyewitness account uh, uh, tells us that as he chanted in that way and sang to Gauranga and offered his eggplant, um, his body became, changed colors, became red, and tears poured from his eyes and soaked his breast, and he was in an an unconscious or um, internal state for about an hour. Hmm. And then he came down from that and ate the eggplant, the prasadam, raw eggplant. It looked raw, but was actually cooked, (laughs) Uh, according to him. He knew how to cook it and such that apparently Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tasted it. Mm -hmm. So to get a taste of that eggplant would be uh, would be a great blessing. and uh, in Navadvipa, uh here he had this rather uh, unconventional uh, behavior. He was also carried an umbrella, which he would uh, beat Vaishnavas with. Hmm. Umbrella there mostly for the sun, but he would hit Vaishnavas over the head with that. Who came to him, those who were formerly Vaishnavas, and um, uh, had questions for him... Um, but that he he didn't consider were earnest enough in the inquiry to warrant the time to uh, respond to. Hmm. So he said he would hit him over the head with this umbrella, which was a blessing in itself. Um, (laughs) uh, And sometimes he would reply to people who who came. And Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati has... uh, Compiled or some of his disciples in this direction compiled a number of anecdotes uh, concerning his interaction with people who approached him with questions. Um, his answers were very different. Uh, one that comes to mind is uh, a young man who had just married and he approached the Babaji Maharaj and somehow got... Is Darshan didn't wanted to tell him that he had just been married and wanted his blessings, and he said, "Oh, it was very nice that you got you married," which is um, uh, which ordinarily would tend to foster Purushabhav, that I'm the enjoy- the man, that I'm the enjoyer, I'm the protector, and you know, and and, and so forth. Um, doesn't have to be like that in Vaishnavism. And Babaji Maharaj was, of course, deeply a Vaishnav, and he responded in, on, um, uh, in an extraordinary manner by saying, "I'm very nice that you've been married. You should worship your wife as a as a maid servant of Radharani. Think of her as that, and um, tend to her every needs and." conceive of her as as one of Rādhārāṇī's gopis coming into your life to train you um, for the service of Rādhārāṇī which is quite different than you would expect to hear how you should uh, think of your wife and uh, in this way he was kind enough to give him an answer that would protect him from the the possibility of uh, of fostering the Purushabhāv that I'm the center, and so forth, and change his center of, uh, of, of, of a focus in a, in a radical, internal way. Um, so, um, uh, he would give these kind of answers, and sometimes he would answer very uh, cynically as as well. Um, his company was nonetheless sought after, and even though he avoided the company, as I'm saying, of people to the extent at which he would wear uh, as I say, clothes left over from the funerals, and uh, um, and sometimes he would make his place of residence in the fields where people uh, pass stool, um, thinking that the company of people who in, are enjoying material life is worse than uh, staying in a, in, a, in a stool field. Which is a pretty strong statement. There was a man, uh, a, a famous... Uh, businessman of the time, uh, who uh, whose story is interesting. He had uh, everything going for him socially to pull out and uh, say, I'm connected here, I'm connected here, I'm connected here, and so forth. But he didn't have a guru, and it would be fashionable for a pious, um, wealthy man to have to be religious also. And so he wanted to have the best uh, guru for himself, and so it was determined that Dick Gorkishwar was a great Mahaparisha, so he he made a commitment, I will become his disciple. And then I'll be able to, you know, say that in the public, and my prestige socially will increase that many times over, um, having covered that base as well. So he went to Babaji March in the stool fields, met him, and asked him for initiation. And... Uh, Probably people thought, "Wow, well, he was very courageous to go there and uh, ask him of that and make his way through the field. <laughs> and uh, and he said that, mm, that, the story goes, that, Babaji Maharajah, I would like to be initiated by you, and whatever is your desire, whatever you requested me, I will fulfill with the thought, of course, somebody's reading his mind to say this, but it's understandable, uh, given this the story, that what can he want? I'm a rich man if he want you know I can build him a nice hut uh give him give him give him a give him a big an acre or two thirds of an acre or something you know um no problem i can i can do whatever he whatever he asks it's not difficult it won't be difficult. i have the means hmm. um of course, his currency is counterfeit when it comes to purchasing real estate in Goloka, hmm uh you can't you can't get the, those those deathless uh, uh properties there <laughs> uh they never they never go uh they they never what's it called when they go bad they never default, default yeah <laughs> Anyway, they're always good <laughs> uh anyway so <laughs> uh he uh said, whatever you want. So, Babaji Maharaj said, that's fine, I only have one request. One request. And that is, yes, what is it? Please tell me. I will fulfill immediately. And Babaji Maharaj said, my request is that you stay here and live with me. <laughs> and he ran away from the place, <laughs> as you can imagine. Small request, but uh, impossible. Uh, one that money could not uh, fulfill, right? In fact, it might even be have an opposite effect on one as it did in this case. Um, some say uh, in scholarly book I cited that that uh, it's mentioned that he was um, that even O wanted to take initiation from him, but Babaji Gorakshur. Avoided it. That's the first place I've ever read that. So who knows if it's accurate? But as I say, there are many different statements. We know that he had eventually found a diksha guru, and it would it would seem that by the time that Bhaktivinoda Thakur had found his diksha guru, it coincided with the times that he was associating with Jagannathas Bab, with excuse me, with uh, with Kukashodas Babaji Maharaj. So I wouldn't give that too much uh, credence. Um, just as a detail but he did uh, associate considerably with Bhakti Vinod Thakur and and, uh, and sit in on his uh, Bhagavatam discourses and in the end of uh, Bhakti Vinod life I believe it was from Gorkashore that he took the Babaji dress and that uh, and with that entered into retirement retirement from his preaching you might know that Bhaktivinoda Thakur, at that point, the last really, four years of his life, ceased from preaching and entered into his uh, house and did his bhajan, and was in solitary kind of uh, unconfinement, <laughs> uh, <laughs> solitary freedom. And, um, and he said upon entering into that, that I tried to preach, but what could be done? People didn't listen. I wasted my time. Of course, we know that he didn't. We're all here because of the contribution of Bhakti Vinod and and that which he wanted to do for the world, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But um, there's some relativity to the, to the preaching and the measure of success. But he was successful, as we, as we know. It. We are all the witnesses. And, uh, but at any rate, uh, he had that, expressed that uh, sentiment. Uh, and so he had. They were associates, Bhakti Vinod Thakur and Bhakti Siddhanta and uh, um Das Babaji Maharaj. And, of course, the son of Bhakti Siddhanta was, or Gorkashore, the famous one, um, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Param Guru, was in the mix there. And um, um, he uh, knew Gorkashor Das Babaji Maharaj, and Bhakti Vinod Thakur recommended that he uh, take initiation from him and it was something that he attempted to do and uh, by his own testimony he was successful in doing um, um, his testimony was that Babaji Maharaj blessed him that you will find your Swarup in the syllables of the Hare Krishna mantra and he didn't instruct him about secrets of bhajan and so forth that people are fond of uh to get whether they're accurate or not <laughs> um but that the name would reveal everything so about his not very much uh, took this to heart and um, uh he uh um, emphasized this uh, point the efficacy of of harinam it's a it's a well supported um position hmm? that in his own words, kirtana prabhavi, smarna svabhavi. Smarna, or remembrance, meditation on internal life of one's of one root, meditation on that, will come by the kirtana prabhavi, by the, by the force, the power of kirtan. Kirtan has the power to um, qualify one, if you will, for smarna, to capture the mind, more than any other method, to capture the mind. Which is required for meditation. So um, he himself, uh, Gorkha Shortas Babji Maharaj, was uh, quite a kirtanier, not in a musical sense, but there are um, uh, testimonies of his chanting, Hagoranga, Hagoranga, for three days at a time, locked up uh, uh, inside of uh, um, a a restroom, public restroom, not allowing anybody in. <laughs> and the people, the other devotees, uh, Vaishnavas outside, became concerned that he was going to, like, end up with internal bleeding of his vocal cords. And so they managed to go outside and chant something else and change his bhava, altered, and he came down and came out. And there's a testimony by one person who said, after going in, to that bathhouse brick bathhouse he felt the, the bricks reverberating and chanting the, the, the maha mantra that, that the inert matter had become almost like conscious krishna conscious probably once said uh, coming to america he was prepared to preach to the walls if no one would listen and they might have listened um, uh, when Mahaprabhu was concerned, expressed ex- concern once to Haridas Thakur about delivering the people of the world, the Thakur said that, you've already by your chanting, you, you've already done that. They've already been delivered. And, and Mahaprabhu replied, What about the non-moving living beings, like the trees and so forth? What about them? So his sense of compassion as a devotee, the Muddha devotee, extended that far. And the Thakur Haridas responded, no, the, when you chant, and there's an echo. That's not an echo. That's the non-moving beings chanting back. So they, they've also been delivered this way. He pacified the mind of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So it's possible. <laughs> At any rate, um, he was a chanter. Gorakshardas Babaji Maharaj as well. It said um, uh, that uh, towards the end of his life, 19, maybe 1950, which is about the same time that Bhakti Vinod Thakur disappeared from the world. These were two, the two gurus of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Bhakti Siddhanta received Harinam from Bhakti Vinod Thakur and uh, uh, a a diksha from Gaurasaradas Babaji Maharaj. And so we have these two in in our uh, lineage. And as I say, the three of them were, were connected. Bhakti Siddhanta began his mission at the request of Bhakti Vinod to represent him on the world stage and take the mantle from him, um, preaching to the public about the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And um, <clears throat> with that, excuse me, Bhaktisiddhanta Sototaka began his mission early in a kind of an unorganized way because he was more of an inspirational person than he was a manager until Kunjababa came who later became Tirtha Maharaj, and he was the manager of Gaudiya Math, and, and he managed the inspiration of Bhakti Siddhanta, and made it into a, a mission, and so forth. But at any rate, he started um, early in, in, in Nabhidwi, at the request of Bhakti Vinod. There's a famous letter from Bhakti Vinod asking Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsatthi Thakur to do that. So it was at that time that the Thakur, in the living presence, of Gorkaswar Das Babaji Maharaj and Bhakti Notap, Notak, which is some history here, uh, that he began initiating disciples. Some people question his authorization for that. It's pretty good authorization. Um, if you want to <laughs> compare notes right, about who was authorized to do such things. Um, so we have uh, faith in that, in our connection with Gorkaswar Das Babaji Maharaj uh, once, a story that I've told before, I'll repeat, um, in connection with Bujapad Sridhar when he was speaking about how Bhakti Siddhanta was a little unconventional in his view about Guru Paramparā, in that really he was not giving a lot of credence to formal lineages that were... Um, there were no breaks within... Successor, disciple, successor, disciple, successor. And there was a history of that. Um, but he didn't give much credence to them because they were called a Siddha Purnali, a line of Siddhas, but in his own experience, they weren't all Siddhas. <laughs> so his idea was you can call it a Siddha Purnali, a line of Siddhas, but they're not Siddhas. All, in which, why bother to call it? Let's draw our line and connect it with all... We're connected to all the great cities from all the great lines. Hmm? So, this one from here, this one from here, and he, he, Ragunathas was from one line, uh, Rūpa Gosāmi, really, uh, you know, an, an, another. There's uh, uh, Nityananda Prabhu, is in one line, actually. Chaitanya Mahāprabhu was in another line, from Ishwar Puri, and from... Um, Huh? Uh, not Madhavindra, but the one before Madhavendra Puri, yes. Lakshmi tirtha in the case of Nityananda Prabhu, Ishwar Puri, from the Madhavapuri. So, different lines, everybody accepts that, right? And then further on down, so he, he made a, a list like that, of siddhas that said, if you want a siddha, this is our siddha. Whatever your formal line is, that's something oh, that should have some some value, recognition and all too, but really our connection through siksha, through diksha, and maybe the, we want to be connected with people of spiritual substance. That's what it's all about. However, we're connected with them, whatever, whether it includes all the formalities of conventions of the time, like a diksha-patra, a letter saying you're initiated and here's your line. There was a convention of the time. Bhakti Vinod, Bhakti Gorghsha didn't get one. He didn't even write. He was illiterate. How could he write a letter? Um, but he blessed... Bhakti to Sastri Thakur and, and gave him mission, and uh, if you will, and, and more so with regard to the mission, he got a, um, um, a blessing from Bhakti Thakur, as I'm uh, uh, explaining. So, um, um, uh, in the secular book I'm citing, it's mentioned that in, in the end, when uh, Towards the end of his life, 1915, Bhaktivinoda left the world, near that same time Gorka Shurtas Babaji. A Babaji Maharaj used to come and spend time at Yogapith, at the birth site discovered by Bhaktivinoda and acknowledged by Das Babaji. And so this is the third siddha there that gave credence to Bhaktivinoda Thakur's vision, because there's a controversy, where's the birth site of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? There's another one on the other side of the Ganges that some claim is the actual site. Bhakti Mano differed from that. He took he gathered secular evidence to support his op- his opinion, which was also backed by a spiritual vision that he had from his house rooftop at Godrum, and um, so he was strong on that, and he got the confirmation of Jagannath Das Babaji and Gorakshor Das Babaji. It said that they used to gather there, and citing from the book, secular book I mentioned, Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Gorakshor. Would be known to chant there. Songs like, Hmm, Natre Amarmon, Natre Amarmon, Natre Amarmon, Natre Amarmon, She She Brindavane Radha Shami Upabhidarshan, Gol Kripole, Gol Kripole, Itai Chaitanya Bole, Natre Amarmon. Song like this. This uh, is happening be a song about you, know, Takar. Oh, my mind, please worship. Dance, dance, not mammon, dance, my mind, dance, dance, uh, um, in the worship of Gaur and Etananda Prabhu, and very quick, in the end, se se in the end, in Vrindaban, hmm? Radha Krishna, Radha, Radha, Radha Shamir, the, the Darshan Shamir of Radha and Sham, Pobe, you will have, hmm? Gaur Kripa, by the grip, blessings of Gaur. So they used to sing songs like this, and, and witnesses would uh, testify, testify that ecstatic symptoms uh, were appearing on their uh, bodies. So these are the two gurus of Bhakti Siddhanta, Saraswati Thakura. And, um, of course, there was a big difference between the disciple, Bhakti Siddhanta, and Gaur I was telling the story, I should connect back to this loop, of how we were speaking with Sridhar Maharaj, and he was speaking about the, the Parampara conception of Bhakti Siddhanta, and how he selected these substantial persons who made major contributions to the Sampradaya and were universally accepted as Siddhas, and said, our connection with us with all these people. Hmm. Um, and, of course, in that list is is Gaurabhishwaras Babaji. And so, one of the... Uh, Prabhupada's disciples who took some yas from Sridhar Aurobindo, and was involved in doing some publishing some of the uh, the, uh, the talks of Sridhar Aurobindo. He, uh, with the blessing of Sridhar Aurobindo, opened a, uh, a moth temple in in the United States, and um, so he set up his altar. And thinking about what uh, Gork, what Sri Marsh had said about in our line. For example, he, he he gave this example. There may be many many scientists, but if we're going to draw a line, we're going to say from Ein- from from Copernicus to Einstein, or to Newton to Einstein, and we're not going to name every every scientists. You know, uh, they may be bona fide scientists, but they're not ones that made major contributions, that changed the you know the way uh, we look at the natural world and whatnot, and so like this was something, how Bhakti Siddhanta, in response to these lines that were not made up of siddhas necessarily, um, when people claimed you have to get initiated by one of our lines, he's, you know he his response was something like this. So having stressed that point, this disciple, Sannyas disciple of Sri who had opened a temple in, in the West, thought, you know, here I've got the altar and I've got you know, Prabhupada's picture there and Sridhar Maharaj and Bhakti Siddhanta, Gorkeshore and Bhakti No, but, but Gorkashore really didn't make a major contribution. I mean, he has no books. He had one disciple, Bhakti Siddhanta, so he took his picture off the altar, thinking that he was understanding the spirit of Sridhar um description of, you know, the nature of the Parampara So anyway the news of that came to Sridhar Maharaj who was livid about it, that you took Gaur Babaji's picture off your altar, what, what are you doing? You know? So he, of course, humbly responded that he would immediately put it back on, but then then um, he uh, nonetheless asked Sridhar Maharaj, which is, says something about the na- nature and temperament of Sridhar Maharaj, that you could do something like this. You wouldn't think of doing this to but if he just got upset with you and said... Put that back on the altar. You do say yes, and you'd leave. You know, <laughs> but uh, he said, well, "Guru Maharaj, well, what was the contribution of Gorkashor? You know, and then he just said, "Bhakti Siddhanta. You, know, you don't have to have many disciples, but uh, that was one way of talking about his his uh, contribution, if you will. Um, so. We honor him. We keep him on our our um, our altar. He was um, very different from Bhakti Sadanta, which is should be in, instructive to us because we want to follow our Guru, but we have to know who we are spiritually with his grace and help, and materially we have to know who we are as well. Hmm. Um. I was saying something to Karmamrita the other day that sometimes persons—what was I saying? They, that they—they um, they think that you don't know them. You give them advice, and they think, "Oh, they don't—he doesn't know me." But the fact is that he doesn't know himself; she doesn't know us. That's really most of the time a good part of the problem. Hmm? So <laughs> it's important to know yourself. A little bit who you are, get acquainted with your material conditioning and, and 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 cater to that as is necessary to be a whole emotional person, and then in the context of that, to give your all to your your spiritual life. It's important, um, and um, and so we. I'm saying that because we want to follow our guru, but we should have some very like. Naive or simplistic understanding of what it means to follow the guru. If a child imitates the father by putting on his father's shoes and trying to walk in them and slipping, and all the I think it's very cute, see, he's following his father, it's very cute. But if he does that when he, by the time he's 16 or 18, they're going to think that he's retarded or, <laughs> or something. So, uh, you know, a father in a business mercantile sense wants his son to take over the business and then make it more. You know, add to it, change it as need be. You know, uh, bring something to it um, uh, as as time changes and the need for that changes in order for it to be vital. Uh, so you kind of have to uh, uh, be yourself in the context of, of changing yourself as, as well, from material uh, to spiritual and and some improving. Of yourself materially, um, so at any rate, it's interesting to see the contrast uh, between Bhakti Siddhanta and Gorkeshwar as persons. Gorkeshwar was illiterate, and Bhakti Siddhanta was a scholar. That's a big difference. It was a point that struck, stuck out in the mind of Bhakti Siddhanta because he was he was he was a desirable commodity at the time in Bengal. There was this all this rethinking about who we are as hindus as a result of the british influence who had made their capital in calcutta hmm? so the strongest influence of the british was there in calcutta and the thinking educated pious hindus were having to deal with the with the with the religious uh propaganda of the uh, orientalists the christian scholars and uh, British uh, Raj in in, in general which were one of the things which which of course they did was look at the history the the, the texts of the Hindus and try to you know debunk them and turn them into into Christians which they were unsuccessful in doing I think that Christianity has had the least success anywhere in the world uh, the least success in India Hmm. that's where they're their miracle um, could, could not be sold in a land of miracles, a miracle that he, he rose from the dead, which closed down all the miracles of, of Europe, of all the pagans. Um, as much as it was believed, he rose from the dead. Who can do that? And then he said, well, it's not uncommon. <laughs> Something like that. Of course, they had a very developed uh, theology with uh, you know centuries of texts and... And uh, and lineages and so on and so forth. And I'm not trying to fault Christianity. I'm just saying it wasn't, hasn't been too successful in India, Um, but that there was a powerful time, and some of the Hindu leaders were rethinking Hinduism, and some of the critiques of Victorian uh, Indian uh, English British sensibilities uh, were intimidating when it came to. The uh, Playboy Krishna, hmm? and um, even Bhakti Venodakar testifies that he himself was under that influence, and grew up thinking that the Bhagavatam was that couldn't have been a bona fide literature because it talks about these uh, adulterous affairs of of Krishna and, and the Gopis. You just imagine if you heard about some guy who had an island in the Pacific and and uh, all the ladies, you know were married to somebody else but had rendezvous with him every night and they called him God, you'd think, <laughs> what nonsense, you know, who would, you know, believe that. So, um, so, but when Bhaktivinoda Thakur came in touch with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya, Chaitanya Tartamita, and understanding the Bhagavatam through that, then he got a different perspective and he became a Bhagavata, a devotee of the To The surprise of other persons in the uh, intellectual circles who were trying to respond to the modern influence and tweak their Hinduism uh, accordingly and whatnot. Um, so, in that mix, Bhakti Vinod was a desirable person. Who was he going to... because he was, he was entertaining the different ideas that were out there, and he was a, a, known, a known figure and um, respected... They were quite surprised when he became um, a a Gaudi of because the Gaudiists did not have uh, a great reputation at the time. And similarly, his son, Bhakti Siddhanta, was known to be very morally upright and bright um, um, and obedient and had all good qualities, so he was, materially speaking, a desirable entity. It was the lack of interest in his material credentials that had currency in everyone else's mind that he found, that lack of it, in Shore, which really impressed him. Like, everything I've got that everybody else wants, he doesn't give a hoot about it. It means absolutely nothing to him. Mm -hmm. So this made a very strong impression on Bhaktisiddhanta and gave him the determination to make that connection with him, that Bhaktivinoda Thakur had had advised. And with some persistence, I think, even at the threat of throwing himself off the bridge, you know, the bridge that goes across the Ganga. There's one bridge there. Uh, uh, And and when he heard that, um, I think he acquiesced and gave his blessings to... uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who he had shown affection to, hmm, even while uh, resisting him. And there is testimony also from some of the disciples of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. One of the earliest disciples of Bhakti Bhaktisiddhanta was um, the uh, famous uh, bhakti Keshava Maharaj, who Prabhupada took sannyas from, hmm, whose moth was next door to Sridhar Maharaj's, and who helped Sridhar Maharaj acquire the land for his, for his moth. Um, Prabhupada, after the break of Gaudiya Mathi, was a member of the Gaudiya Vedanta Samiti, formed by a part of some of the history formed by Keshav Maharaj. That's the uh, guru of uh, Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj, who uh, became a uh, world preacher in and, and, uh, recent times. Um, um, but Keshav Maharaj was one of the earliest people. He joined before, before our Prabhupada, before Sridha Maharaj, I think before Pramod Puri Maharaj, who also joined before the two of them. Um, and um, it's said even that uh, when Bhakti Siddhanta gave the Diksha mantras to uh, Keshav Maharaj, he was disappointed because at that time Bhakti Siddhanta was not giving the Guru Mantra of Guru Gayatri. So he expressed it, and Bhakti Siddhanta began giving it after that time. So we can thank... Bhakti Prabhu and Marsh Maharaj for that. Bhakti and Keshav of Asaniv Marash Kejai. So, uh, <laughs> some history, so um, he had. Um, I think he was also connected formally to the to the family lineages of Bhakti Vinod, maybe his, or excuse me, of Nitinanda Prabhu, if I'm not mistaken. But at any rate, he had some. After being initiated by Bhakti Siddhanta, he had some encounters with Gora Kishordas Babaji Maharaj. Uh, and one of them, I believe, is that he was locked himself up in somewhere and he wouldn't come out. And um, when um, Keshav Maharaj came um, and said something to him and told him, like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm the disciple of Bhakti Siddhanta. Said, oh, and then he came out. And there's, a, there's a story, but there's a book, The Life of Kesha, Mara, has been published by the Bodhi Vedanta Samhiti. Forgive me that the details of the story are incomplete as I've related it, but the story is found there if you want to look it up. Um, but there's some history, anyway, with the initiated disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta, some of them early having a connection with Gorka Shardas, Babaji Maharaj, and... and uh, which further substantiates the idea that uh, Bhaktisiddhanta had the connection with him, which is questioned by some, some people who who took a, a, a exception to Bhaktisiddhanta's critique of his own tradition, which is a, a hearty uh, thing to uh, take up and uh, and wasn't always well received, uh, but we're happy for it. So they were very different anyway. Uh, Gorka Babaji Maharaj was illiterate, and 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 he he didn't uh go out in the world and preach establish missions even try to get rid of people who came to him just the opposite um so they were very different but 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 we said on sarsity was a very strict follower is my point so what does it mean uh to follow you want to follow in in substance and spirit and uh, and so forth, and externally there may be differences, especially in the case with an Acharya who's preaching according to time and circumstance. He may change details, establish different details, do differently, and so on and so forth. And um, it, it's for, for, for because of the formal or external differences in the ways of Bhakti Siddhanta and that of Gorka Sharnas Babaji Maharaj, that some people want to say he doesn't have a connection, which is I mean, who's going to what's he supposed to do, sit down and offer eggplants, you know, un- uncooked, and therefore he's a true follower of Gorkashera's Babaji Maharaj. Babaji Maharaj, and I'll conclude with this, because we've gone on for a while, and I'm just kind of rambling a bit, but um, uh that said that when he, when he passed away from the world, that he wanted his body tied uh to a cart uh, and dragged through the streets. Mm. And so uh, some persons who claimed... To have a formal connection with him were prepared to do that because they were going to follow the uh, mandates uh, of Gorkasrodas Babaji Maharaj. And it was Bhakti Siddhanta that stepped in and said, you know, that you're not going to do that. <laughs> and my Guru Maharaj, I may have said that out of his humility, but um, we will honor his body and no one... Can anyone who wants to take charge of his form uh, uh, now that he's passed from the world should who, should be a pure person. So anyone who has not had an illicit connection with a prostitute in the last um, last year can come 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 forward. And he said, you know, then last six months, last one month. Last one week. All right, so, something like that. So that was so much for the, that's a famous story. So he, at any rate, we can't go in and sort out, you know, we just know what we've heard, but, but what we can say is this, that it was Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakku who did get the care of the form of Das Babaji, and it was he who also moved the samadhi of Das Babaji when the Ganges threatened the place of where it was entombed on the other side of the Ganga and eventually brought it to Chaitanya Math on the Mayapur side. So uh, he obviously, somehow or other, out of everybody who wanted to or thought that they had connection with Gaur Kishore or denied that Bhakti Siddhanta did, he nonetheless was the one that uh, oversaw his uh, samadhi and um, and protected it and and has introduced him uh, to the world, but no one would know about him if it weren't for Bhakti-siddhānta-sārste-thākura. Bhakti-siddhānta-sārste-thākura jai. kaur kishordas bhabhaji ki jai. Bhakti-vinod-thākura ki jai. bhakti vinod ki jai. kaur vakti ki jai. premanandi